Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We're cooling out. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We're cooling out. Welcome back to Cooling Out. Kev. Sal. I like that. Okay, nigga threw me off, bro. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. We got a special guest, returning guest. I might know him already. Got the boy Carl, OG folks in the building. <laughs> boy, new, new lawyer out here. I'm back to redeem myself, man. I, I was on here about maybe a year ago. That was a, yeah, a little under a year ago. A little under a year ago. I'm back to redeem myself, man. I got a lot to talk about today. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm going to start from the beginning. How you been, man? It's a big week for you. Man, you know, this Tuesday, I was supposed to find out today, actually, like October 27th. Like, uh-huh. today was the day I was supposed to find out whether I passed the bar exam or not. Hey. Uh, I woke up Tuesday. I'm on the train another day. I'm bumping, you know, I don't know what I was, maybe Marvin Gaye or something. Because <laughs> you go through it that, that week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the week before you find out about your results, you're going through it, man. I'm really... Thinking about, man, maybe I have to join the military. <laughs> now I'm, yo, because you're like, yo, if you don't pass this, what do you want to do? Like, I'm not doing something else. You're basically useless. Like. Yeah, you're basically useless. So it's like, I'm thinking about like alternative careers, or if I get like a 260, I got to get barred in Missouri now. I'm about to be in St. Louis doing something out there for a couple years to get back here. So it was, it was crazy. It was a crazy week. And then, you know, Tuesday morning, I wake up. And I get the letter, and it, and it says, Carl, congratulations, you passed the New York bar exam. Wow. How you feel? It was big, man. I was I was on that train, and I had like that uh that Will Smith pursuit of happiness moment. Mm. You know, you when he gets well, the job it. at the end, and he, at the, he just, he don't know what to do. Cause Ugh, yeah. I feel like I hate to go there, but I feel like as black, as a black man, especially, uh, we don't like showing our emotion at all, whether it's happy or sad. Like, just... It, in the day, we only show one emotion as anger. <laughs> no, really, like I don't, I don't show happiness or sadness, like really to people. I don't smile because I don't know. It's just something about, uh, you know, our culture, this way we come up in this country, and it just for me, I didn't know what to do. I kind of like I got more reserved. I was like, I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Most people, I feel like, would be like yes, like great. I didn't say anything. Bro, bro. I told my boys, like I sent out text messages to my homies, like Kabe, like you guys. But you know, after that, I was like, all right. I go Next, to work. Yeah. I gotta go to work. You sound like Jarrell <laughs> when he when he got it. Yeah, that's what it was like though. It was like a quick like. I, luckily, when I found out, I was in the crib, like midnight in the bed, 
And I was like, I had a quick little eye. Yeah, I felt good. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I still gotta go to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think the bigger thing is like, I'm still not where I want to be. Exactly. And that's exactly. what that's what really kind of that kind of irks me about this whole process because I was I was I was like. Am I unappreciative? Am I ungrateful? Because I got mm. that moment and I couldn't celebrate it. I was just like, man, I don't care really. Like, I'm not winning. You know, it's funny. Like, my mom was telling me, like, oh, you know, you got to appreciate the small wins. And, like, even I, I tell you that when we text, they like, appreciate that shit. But in, re- in retrospect, I think about it. It's like, if that's not what your, your goal is, that's, it's not, it's that's, that's not what you're looking for, yeah. then you can't be happy. You can't be happy. It's like right then you're like celebrating this little small win, and it's like, yo, this small win is like just one piece of the puzzle, basically. Yeah, but at some point you guys knew you want, this was a goal, though. This was like a big thing. This, that, is, this is so necessary that we couldn't even reach our goals. Exactly. <laughs> this is more important. Would you be able to celebrate your win when you get it? What's your win? My win is like dominance. <laughs> I, there's no like I think I share a lot of the same quality as like some of my best friends like Kave or you know some of my other buddies is like I don't know there's never going to be that moment I think where I'm like all right this is it like there's no this is it moment it's just like keep Okay winning. next. <laughs> yeah, keep winning like something else happens let's go. Let's do this. Let's do that. And you don't think you could find a balance between appreciation but continuing to go i appreciate it like i'm happy in life that like i get a chance to do these things like, i got a chance just to wake up every morning and just feel like yo i really have a chance to like do anything i want to do in this world i really can i'm getting closer to me that's happiness like the saddest days of my life would be if i had no shot of getting to where i could go because i know i know a lot of 45 year old people 40 year old people 35 year old people who are really in that in that bucket and it's sad yeah. it's like it's it's, t- it's tough to talk to them mm-hmm. you know what i mean you'll get the you'll get the moment for a quick second though <laughs> like I, that i still like when you get like that first not even the first like the first real check like the first like real like shit like niggas is paying me that like you know not just like getting paid to be an attorney but getting paid what you think you should be getting paid yeah when you get that check you you're gonna appreciate the fuck out of that have you have you had it Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's having, uh, fu- now, now, for me, have I have I had it? I, yeah, I've experienced that. Yeah. But also now that I've experienced that, I'm at a point where I'm like, all right, what else is next? Because I was I was content for a good month. I was like, shit, I'm good. And you know, people around you are telling you you good, and it's like, yeah, I you, get, you, you get into that. And you're like, oh shit, this is good. But then I really something else. I, you know, it's funny. I lift those people out of my life. It's funny. I had like I started at this startup in Philly, like. Uh, fintech, like uh, they do loans and stuff, but their big pitch is uh, incorporating technology, making it the easiest process ever. We're gonna do this, like we're gonna use, you know, all sorts of technology to make this process as easy as it can be. And uh, it's been it's been fun, it's been different, but you know, it's Philadelphia, so it's like there's a lot of people who are just like one track minded. Like mm-hmm. their job is it. They go to the shore. They go somewhere after work and that's life for them they just wake up mm-hmm. and that's life it's like the routine and you know when you try to when you're that guy who kind of breaks that mold it's like very uncomfortable for them they don't like you you're like what is this guy like why don't you like just doing what we like doing just stay in your lane man mm-hmm. just be stay in your lane man and, no, and there's this girl <laughs> who works at the front desk who there's a there's an associate associate time mark there's an associate of mine uh who uh who just like she likes 
spazzed on me the other day. Like, like three days ago. No, it was like the day I found out about the bar exam. Like, <laughs> we walked to the train together like every day, and she just spazzed on me. She's like, <laughs> it was so funny. She goes, she like, she's like, you gotta stop. Like, you know, she, yeah, she's like, she's like, you gotta stop it. You make me feel bad about my life and what I'm doing, and you're so unappreciative and like. You know you're 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 you're, you're unrealistic. Like you're not a. Re- I'm like, Ooh, unrealistic. Yeah. So for me, I'm just yeah, like yeah. that. First part was I think is good. <laughs> no, nah, she's just like you're unrealistic. Like this. No, no, that's bad. Yeah. The uh, unappreciated. And more so unrealistic about this city because I'm like, man, I hate it here. Mm-hmm. Everyone here thinks in this bubble, everyone sucks. Like because they do, but everyone just. <laughs> but it's just like it's just like oh you know you, you, it's not like this. But yo. I was like, wow. That made me kind of just change the way I like approach the city of Philadelphia now. Wait, she just sprung this on you? Yeah, no, nah, she really, like, I'm really, she just spazzed out on me. And she's like a mild mannered girl from like the main line, like right near Villanova. And she just spazzed on me. She's like, this is not what Philly's about. Like, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was, you know, it was, it was, it's actually really hilarious because I was like, we never really kind of like connected that way. Right, that kind of combo, yeah. Yeah, and she just turned it on on me. And I was just like, man, I think I do rub people that way. And guess what? I'm okay with it. That's what I, I had to look myself in the mirror and say, you know what? Am I okay with that girl going back and questioning her life? I am okay with that. Sorry if I'm that guy who makes you do that. In this city. I'm not that guy here because everyone thinks like that. Yeah, but also, you know, like, how low do you have to think of yourself for someone to question your entire lifestyle? Like, your entire life just by someone just talking just about, talk, just talking just to, so about it, their dreams and their aspirations. Bro, that is my point. <laughs> that is what I was like. You got to be kidding me. Like, I've never, I would, I started off my, my rebuttal by saying, I've never talked down on you. I've never spread a rumor about you. I've never talked bad about you. I've showered you with love. In emotion since <laughs> since I met you, like the fact that you think this way about me is not indicative of myself. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not changing who I am. I know I've been through this gauntlet. I've had people call me out year after year, time after time. I have to be comfortable with myself. You probably haven't had people. That's why I told her. I was like, you probably haven't had people challenge you, and that's a little different for you. I, I, all right, that's cool. No, yeah, I would have asked that. Like, don't you think it's crazy that the mere the mere fact of me telling you my hopes and dreams makes you feel bad? Don't you, think, <laughs> you think there's something wrong with me or I you? Didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't think about this. Like at that moment, that's a great point. <laughs> like that, that's probably what my rebuttal. Just me said. telling you what I hope to do in life, in it. <laughs> You're unrealistic. You can't do that here. <laughs> and it's not, you make me feel bad about myself. Yeah, I was really like, and I was just like, oh, man, no. I gotta stop talking. <laughs> I really just said. I said, you know what? It was really nice building with you for the time we had, <laughs> but I'm going my separate way. I respect that's, that's you. That's extremely uh, <laughs> surprising, though, because I hear people all the time saying like Philly is like a a working class city, like you know, people. So people like not not people enjoy it, but like that's just their mindset to like go to. Whereas you know, New York City, L.A., where everyone's like being creative and thinking out of the box, and just cities like that. So it's just like it's crazy because like Philly's like. What an hour and a half away from here? Yeah, bro, it, and it, and it's like the most segregated city in the United States. I swear. I mean, it's really like white bar versus black bar. It's Hispanic bar and white. Bar. There's no mixing of cultures. There's no playing rap music at this bar, and you know, there's no bar 
it's just like Hispanic bar, black bar. Yeah, like we know that if you're black, it's like you know the black spots in Center City because you don't go to the other spots. <laughs> it's like, That's I'm like what year? I'm looking at my watch. I said, what? <laughs> I would fuck that whole Center City up. Be all up in the no, white spots. And, and, and we are, and we are, we are. I am, you know. Yeah. Obviously, I am, but. Uh, you know, the other African-Americans there probably didn't have the experiences that we had. That's and, true. Uh, you know, I acknowledge that. And I, I think I'm kind of that, like, bridge for them. You got to, I just feel like without being cocky, you have to understand, like, what you bring to people's life. Like, I'm so, I bring a lot of just different stuff to people back home. I'm just not like them. And that's good. I, I hopefully I could bridge them to something that, you know, we can help, like, move the city forward. Hopefully. Like, I did my, like, I did my first little DJ event. Like quarter life pride, it was fun. It was cool. Like I was playing, you know, all our type. I was playing SoundCloud records, like, and it was a good. It was really a good night. It was really we we had it packed. Like they want me to do it again, like on a monthly basis, and I think I'm probably gonna do it, you know, and small stuff like that, like trying to bring culture to that city, and I don't mean culture in a disrespectful way, just like bringing, you know, making sure young professionals of all colors, you know, have a have a place to go. Yeah. You have to fit into like this general mindset that's been uh, overtaking the city, like your former friend. Yeah, I was. It, that that really no, nah, that really hurt me though. Like doing, I was like, I flipped it on her. I was like, yo, that hurt me. I was like, Jesus Christ, I didn't even say n- the fact that I didn't say nothing about you and you can sensitive. Hate me this much. <laughs> you know, the part that gets me out of what you said was when she was like, "That's not what Philadelphia is about." I was word up like she said that like that's verbatim that's not what Philadelphia is about like I was telling her like some of the things I want to bring to Philly and then I realized once again I never understood that sort of notion that you shouldn't tell people your dreams I never understood that I was like I don't get it like what's that about like who gives who cares like if I tell someone their dreams I'm like, then I was like dang I get it. like this moment I was like yo I, I get it now because you know, you never want to question yourself. You never want to question that process. And you're just like, man, this this person is so naive to everything you're trying to do that, like, <laughs> it's it almost, like, made me look back at myself and it's like, yo, it, it's what I'm Also doing fearful. Because, you know, she has to look in the mirror. I think it's also a little fearful. Because yeah. she might not be doing what she wants to do. Yeah. It, I'm big on calling out uh, Caucasian people. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just being real. I, I'm very big on calling out Caucasian people, and not in like not in like a uh, not in a mean way, but I'm just like, yo, you know, you just have to understand what this dynamic is. I'm, I want you, to, I want to bring these issues to your front door so you know what they are. And if you care about them, like, don't say you hate Trump. Like, don't say you, don't come to me and say, oh, I hate Donald Trump. And then like that that coded, that deeply rooted racism, even though it's like so layered now that it's hard to kind of pick it's it's very hard to but it's layered now it's like a different sort of racism it's a different sort of like it really is yeah <laughs> i feel it when i'm on the subway yeah, that's the place it's like when it. you see when you bump into a caucasian person versus when you bump into like a hispanic person the energy is so different now it's like what the fuck you bumping me for you i'm gonna say it, you dark-skinned person like they like today on the train actually. This dude expected me to give him a seat because he was older than me. Granted, yeah, I'm gonna give you a seat. Oh wait, wait, wait! I'm gonna give you this. No, he was like an elderly man. Like he was, he was. In, but I would say maybe he's in his like fifties, maybe fifties. Fifties. If he's so, in his fifties, like, he's standing up. But you know how sometimes like you'll judge it like. Those are good knees too. <laughs> But like you, you'll look and you'll judge the person. Like, do I really need to give him the seat or not? And he looked tired. Like he had all gray hair, 
And I thought about it, but then he kept looking at me the whole <laughs> stop. Like that's for, what you fucked up. For forty seconds or four. Oh no, nah, I look right back down. Nah, like I, I didn't even I, care. I so they come on. Oh, nah, I look. I, to read or <laughs> nah, I look. I look at you, and then I look right back down if I don't want to give it to you. If if it's a woman, I'll give you the seat. You know, whatever. Y'all funny, but because y'all don't like comment, I look right back at him. We gonna be staring the whole. We gonna stare the whole. You go because <laughs> I'm serious. I'm Word. Like, Yo, you really trying? I I realize one thing about myself. I hate like when people try to intimidate me. That's like my biggest pet peeve in life. When someone really look mm-hmm. tries to like get, they nah. think they could beat you so, mentally. Yeah. So you, I'm, I'll do this the rest of the ride. All right. You gonna you gonna watch me sit down this whole ride? Right. But I stand up for pregnant women and elderly women. And I mean, I, what three months or six months? <laughs> <laughs> it's showing. Little, it has to show. If she already heavy too, she used to that weight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let her ride. That's what I be thinking that too. Like you got on this train with the idea that you're gonna yeah. stand, so you're standing the whole. But <laughs> the way he was just looking, and when I got up, the way I felt was as if he expected me to give it to him, and it was like you know I'm not gonna give it. It just felt like a weird energy, and it's like. I feel that now on the train or some places now where like these these men are like Trump's in office they feel bigger. I think we spoke about it like the last episodes, but oh my! Yeah, here's another the same girl, the same person. This oh is, shit! You need to me. get her out of your life, bro. Yo, yo the same girl, bro. She's one of the, and this is like a, this is deeply rooted racism. I don't care what anyone. Let's says. just call her Jamie for the episode yeah. or something. Can Jamie, I ask her name? what what uh, ethnicity yeah, is she? She's as Caucasian as it gets. Okay. We'll call her Jamie. Yeah. All right, cool. Jamie. 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 <laughs> she's one of those people who's like, I don't just, I just don't understand what you're talking about. Like, like you try to explain like how someone was racist to you or like how this world or the system or anything could be racist. And she's one of those people who's like, I just don't get it. I don't think that's, I just think it's all in your head. She's, she, she was one of those, she's, she really told me, she's like, Carl, I hate to break this to you, but I think this is all in your head. You gotta, you gotta think bigger than this. Like, you gotta think There's bigger. Sorry, did you have tapes on the whole uh, Kaepernick NFL thing? What is it? I, I haven't asked her. Okay, okay. That might be the next subject. Right, next, if, if I do want to have some fun in the office, that might be the next su- subject. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much done with like the racism issue in this country for now in my life. I. I I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not in a position to fight. That sounds kind of crazy. I guess I'll, I'll vote for the legislation. I'll, I'll come to rallies if I have to. <laughs> but I'm done. I'm, I'm not going to bring it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just like, you know, I got a lot to focus on. You know, we got to make it. Like, you know, I think the biggest thing I can do for my community and for, like, younger African-American males is be that role model. Like, show them that, you know, you don't have to sell drugs to ride, a, ride in a Beamer. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's serious, but seriously, it's just like I—I I think that's what I could—I could be great, and, and that can like—that's the biggest motivation, and that's the realest thing ever. That's like they can touch that. Like I saw this guy at LA Fitness, you know, while he was in law school, before he was in law school, and you know when he was a kid, he was—he was a wild boy, and you know now you look at him, like he's—he's—he's he's, he's toned up, he's—he's he's straight, he still kept true to himself. I think I can be that. So right now I'm just focused on all right. Let me make sure I'm going to be that. Let me make sure. That they can look at me and say, you know what, this dude is like paving the way, because that, that's what it's about for me. It's not about like, you know, going on Twitter rants and Facebook rants, like writing, you know, four paragraph. But some of these people have never wrote an essay in their life. 
<laughs> Word, I be you, thinking about that. You, don't you? I'm like, yo, you were, you like, you denied school full out. Like, there's some kids on my time. I'm like, yo, you hated school. Teacher tried to get you to write something you didn't. You wrote <laughs> legitimately two essays on your Facebook book. It's mind-boggling. I never thought about that, but the Twitter one. How many tweets you have? That's like a fucking fifteen-page paper that you could have wrote. On <laughs> yeah, yeah. But these these kids, man, they get on Twitter and just hide behind it. We have some. Fr- our, I'm gonna talk now. I address the white community. We gotta talk about our community now. Let's Let me do put it. this on camera. Hold on. We gotta talk about. We really do have to talk about our community now because I'm I'm extremely disappointed. Like every day, I'm just Chris is in this as if he's part of this community. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Tell him. I, I, Jarrell, you know, <laughs> it's funny. I want to actually hear your thoughts first before I get into oh. it. Because I just know we share a lot of the same, but sometimes we do differ at points. Yeah. But how do you feel about the African-American community at this moment, at this juncture? As it pertains to what? Social issues. Just how we're doing, progression. Like where we are. We look back 25 years, are we better? I'm not. No, every metric says we're not. Every legitimate metric says we're not. We're not making more money. That's a very subjective thing, though. Like, the metrics say something, but my perception is different because of the people that I surround myself with. Like, yeah, granted, I see a lot of, you know, African-American male or Hispanic males and, and women as well that I don't think are doing well just based off, you know, visual appearances. But I also see a shit ton of black men making bread. And women. And women, sorry. Let me add them in there, too. I ain't trying to get that, that, that backlash on Twitter. More women than men. Black, Way more, more black, women. Yeah, yeah, more, yeah, but, more I, black but I, 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 I like to think that I see way more of us coming up than I thought. But also, I don't know, because I wasn't living back 25 years ago when <laughs> I, I wasn't. Like, I don't know what it was like. So it could be yeah. just like this, where people were like, yo, the metrics are exactly the same. And then people who were in my shoes 25 years ago were like, yo, like, we good. I talked to my dad a lot about these issues. That's like what we talk about. Like, yeah, we'll spend hours just like debating like what's going on and like the differences between my generation and his generation. And he's like, "Man, y'all got a lot of <laughs> opportunities." And I'm like, "Yeah, you you're right. I think that is that is like the tangible. That's a tangible difference between, you know, 1985 and yeah. you know, 2017. Like, mm-hmm. it's you, we have a lot of opportunities. We really do, and it's it's beautiful, but." He also pointed out, he's like, I take the same percentage back when I was gone or taking advantage of these opportunities. There were less back then, but it's, it's, it might be the same percentage. But you think that's a function That's a function of people just being lazy, though? If opportunities are presented to you and you don't, you don't take them. Now, then, what if Chris just used that word to describe black people? What would you say? Uh, if people, what would I say? Nothing. Lazy. If he said. I wouldn't say nothing, honestly. If people got offended by it, then I would be like, like that, that was, that's ignorance if you get offended by that. We're on the same page. Yeah, I don't. There's nothing wrong with Chris saying my white male friend. <laughs> no, but no, but like, seriously, yeah, if, if opportunities are presented to you, I think we have way more opportunities now. Cause I talk about my parents with this about this all the time, and like yeah, just hearing their struggles growing up and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, damn. Like, I, I mean, granted, we think this shit's tough. Yeah. When you're going through <laughs> it, but like, I'm thinking like, yo, shit, like, this should have been like twice as hard. Yeah. Back in the days, so I think there's a shit ton of opportunities out here, and I definitely think there's a lot of kids who aren't taking advantage of it, and I've seen that. Even, like, with me mentoring people and talking to people, I'm like, yo, like, there's so much shit you could easily do that you're not doing. What about, like, rap culture? I just feel like it just, I hate to be this guy. I just feel like it's all bad. I feel like it's all bad. There's no positivity 
that comes from the African-American community. From the struggle, there's no light, no positive light being shed. It's so unrealistic. It's all just, there's nothing good coming out of any of this. And I'm a hypocrite. I listen to the music. But one day, I know who I, know who I am as a person. I know I'm going to have to stop. I'm already starting to like venture out of that lane because I'm like I can't do I can't be around this. I'm like I can't be around this. I can't be I can't hear this stuff because it's like if you really care about young African American males, you can't listen to the encouragement of like popping pills. You there's no there's no like hip hop. There's no way you can do that. In my opinion, you there's no way. You know you listen to a future record and he's that's only the case because you know how impressionable people are. Yeah, like not everybody's that impressionable. What, What do you mean impressionable? Like. Some young people hear popping pills and then they do it because they hear it. Yeah, that's not everyone though. That's a that's a that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna... in the back. You want to come <laughs> say something? <laughs> Extra guests. We we have a guy, Kave, very very smart man, uh, who wants to chime in. Yeah, I, I would just disagree. I think most people are pretty impressionable, especially the youth, the kids under eighteen years old. Between the ages of like nine and eighteen, I think you're pretty confused because you're just going through a lot of changes in your life. And so, yeah, I I, I think Carl has a point in that sense. Um, that yeah, like I think the like hip hop nowadays. Although I, I think we we I both I think we both can agree that it's some of it's fucking fire. <laughs> like future is so good, man. No, it's so fucking good. I just you know I started off by saying. I'm but I don't even think it's just future. I like I I think we can move like past those guys because they still make like hustle music, and like people understand their grind, but like people like little pump man oh, and like smoke perp like they're not even t- like you can really make an argument a legitimate argument that future's a beautiful storyteller. Yeah. And you can't do that with those guys, and so I think. That, these the kids that are coming up, I think they were they were impressionable, you know, clearly. I mean, they're taking a lot of the, the a lot of the blueprint blueprint that Future and a lot of these guys had, uh, Gucci, and, just, and it's now amped up like a hundred percent, and so but it's not even there's no talent behind it, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't need. It's weird. Like we're gonna talk about hip hop. Like the future of hip hop is kind of in the. I'll take it state. a step further, though. I'll take it a step further. Drop the mic, Kave. By the way. No, no. I'll take it a step further yeah. because I think yes. Granted, teenagers and kids growing up are very impressionable, but nothing is more impressionable than parents. Like so, for example, yeah. right? We don't have those. Not not everyone does not have those though. So when I was growing up, right, there's a lot of shit that I saw when I was growing up that I was like, yo, damn, that shit would be dope. That'd be cool. But I had to still answer to my parents. I was like, yo, I would never do a shit like that. So, like, if I was growing up in this age, my parents, if I was popping pills, I had to go up and face my moms. Like, that's, like, something that I would never want to do. So, I think we are, Jarrell. Yeah, I think that makes you kind of special, doesn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, Jarrell, I think we are, like, it's a, it's a problem in, I feel like, successful black people. It's like, we are the exception, <laughs> and we think the exception is the norm. I don't and, think the exception is the norm. Okay. What I'm saying is, rather than us sitting there blaming it on rap music, we should blame it on the lack of parents in the household. Because, like, for example, I hate, like, white people. I hate white people do this shit. Like, white people, Caucasians mostly do this shit, where they blame okay. external factors on why their kids are so fucked up. Yeah. Like, literally, today, I was just watching something on the, on the news this morning. This, this 10-year-old kid in Cleveland... Fucking took took his mom's car, and was driving on the highway over hundred miles per hour, and the cops chased him for forty five miles. Well, let's let's stop right there. Forty five miles. Forty five miles. That's one. 
He didn't get arrested. That's that's another that's a story for a whole nother day. <laughs> they didn't shoot him. That's a story for a whole nother day. You know if that was a nigga. They didn't shoot him. They would shot it up. But the point is his mom. His mom went to the cops and was like, he's suffering from mental mental illness. Like, no, bitch, this is you. Like, you need to be there to teach your kids, like, what's right and wrong. Like, yes. period. Yeah, beat the shit. shit out of him. He'll, he'll, he'll figure it out. 45 miles. 45 miles. I thought you were going to say minutes. Wasting all the time. Let's, let's just talk about how white people don't beat the shit out of their kids. Word. They just put leashes on them. But no, but I'm saying, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not naive to the fact that I love a, lot, a lot of, like, Black and Hispanic and minority families do not grow up with parents in the household because I, granted, a lot we of know my friends numbers. don't didn't we know have that growing up, so I know that. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's not just hip hop as like the main culprit yeah, that, that's called. Great point, you know that the, Drell. The also is yeah, not ahead, it's not just hip hop. It's not just hip hop. Yeah. So like I think there's a lot of factors that play into it. I just think that the like if we're talking about hip hop now, a lot of kids who do listen to it, they, it is it's impressionable. No matter even too like you can have a phenomenal family. And yourself be pretty confused. Yep. And, and vice versa. Yeah. yeah. And kind of. Hip hop is impressionable. Hip hop had us wearing baggy ass Great jerseys. No, it, baggy clothes. it was something we. Fubu when I was eight. My you nigga, know, I had like, a bandit on my eye because I thought it was cool. Nelly did it one time. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Roy Woods is doing it now too. It was a bandit on his. Eye. I saw that video <laughs> too. Yeah. But that's that's true because a lot of the times, like I, personally for me, my parents didn't grow up telling me things. Like they would shelter things from me. So a lot of the things that I I experienced was through hip hop. So like, I mean, I'm not saying I'm this person, but having multiple women that was one thing I learned through hip hop. That wasn't something that it was like brought to me or like I didn't know what was going on. I just thought that was normal because I heard it through music through hip hop only. Ryan. Like, not pop or country, but hip-hop. And that left, like, an imprint. The shit out of that that is, too. Like, Ryan, that is a tremendous... Ryan, that is a tremendous point. I mean, I had two parents. In my, I had my mom and dad. They were married. They're still married to this day. But my dad's not the type of dude to, like, tell me stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like my dad's not the dude to, like, sit me down and say, these are the birds and bees. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, stuff, that, stuff like that. He's not the type of dude. He's like, mm, yeah, all right, man, do your thing. I'll go to my room and I'll go to your room. <laughs> And so that leaves a lot of like I was out like you know what I'm saying I was I learned that yeah, stuff. Learn yeah, I had to learn for myself, and I thank him for that. Like I'm happy someone didn't like impress their their rules and values on my head, and I had a chance to like really learn because now it's deeply rooted. Because you learn about life, you learn about yourself. That's like I told him I was like, you didn't do this purpose, purposefully, Dad. I know for a fact, but I thank you for not like like you know like stressing things that like that you believe in on me. He never, he never did that. But as Ryan said, hip hop, rap, all the whole culture, the whole culture, the TV shows, you know what I'm saying, the fresh print, all that stuff, they fill voids. Like you, that's where we learned a lot of stuff. It, I know I learned a lot of stuff from that. Like fresh Prince was, you know, what I'm saying? Uncle Where? Phil was my uncle. I was watching that shit on the plane to LA. That shit's so fire. <laughs> so good to this day, yeah. man. The lessons, <clears throat> every yo, every episode, there was a lesson. Looking crazy. No, that's a good point. You're right. Like when you impact you and you're most impressionable, that's, that's a good point. But there's also people at the very top. No matter how much this is littered with like the pills and the lean, you have people at the very top, like J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, also on the other side of it, who have bigger. If you combine those two, that's like maybe 200 of your Molly and your rap fan bases. I'm so I'm gonna I'm break the realest point ever to you. You're right in terms of the numbers, but. I got an argument the other day about this with someone who's in it. It wasn't that girl, right? 
Just someone who's in the music industry and they brought that same point up and I was just like, who's going to those shows? Who's buying that music? Is it like Center City? Is it really the hood? Is it like the is the hood really listening to J. Cole that much? I don't think I, I beg I don't think so. I feel like yeah. I don't I really don't I really don't think so. You don't think so? That's our gen. I don't I was thinking about it when you I don't know. This now the next gen. I don't think so, bro. I don't think the hood's listening to J. Cole. Who is the next generation? Can I tell you something? You have and a chance for like the next generation, but yeah, after but that, I'm gonna. There's not one, one inner city youth listening yeah. to Chance the Rapper. Can, so I know y'all didn't listen, but XXX's last album, I think Crazy. 17, you Crazy. heard it? J- uh, Jocelyn Flores is my favorite record. Yo, so that's why I, it's, it's a different album. It, it's basically an emotional album. Like, it, it brings that human side of you that is like very vulnerable. So that, in his sense, what he's doing outside of that album is, I don't understand it, but that album alone, <laughs> if you're a child listening to that, it's, it could be no. different, like how we heard J. Cole or Drake for the first time. No, I'm with you, and there'll always be another side, but who's the with the other side of, who else is like him in his class? That's that's exactly what I was, um, there's no one else. He's really... I'll take it a step further than that, though. Who are kids likely to follow? The masses or the minority? Because you're naming two people that you're saying. Chance is the majority. He's buying. That's one person though. We're talking about. We're talking about as far as his effect on people, right? So you're saying mm-hmm. album sales, units, things like that, right? <laughs> but if you if you look around, right, and there's twelve people doing one thing, and there's one person doing this, you have to be a very strong-minded person to go follow that one person rather than follow these twelve. True. But that's being a teenager too. That's, that's being that's young. Great, I think that's a great point. Because being young, we don't really know like what. It's, it's hard to figure it out. Gonna follow the twelve. The twelve, then they're the one. But then we did it. Like nah, but but, but right, it's not realistic. Like on a day to day, like you know, the Bronx or like North Philly or Camden, New Jersey. It's like it's unrealistic to like. Really expect these kids like want to listen to and be so positive and be positive about it. Yeah, that's true. Especially with the drugs. Like, come on, it's like, come on, chance. Like, I love, I love what you're trying to do, but they not listening to you. That's just a fact. Like, they're not chance. You go to Chicago and your own city, they're not listening to you. The previous generation was like that when it's who they listen to, like the locks who common. Jade, they'll they'll say Jade, Jadakiss like G Herbo. If you go to Chicago, there's like Inglewood or something oh, like Styles that. Oh, Styles P. So basically, never heard a Chance record. Nobody when we're coming up was really glorifying doing. This is a new thing in the 2010s. Right? Oh no, nah, it wasn't a new thing. I mean, like rap, I mean, like, rap has rap always been. No, no, pills specifically and. I mean, Biggie talking about the ten crack. I mean, he talk, I no, mean, he was saying like if you're a drug dealer, he wasn't saying that. Use him, you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying, like really like. Like, but, I think it's a brand new era with niggas. Yeah, yeah, I'm, not so yeah, old. Like, trying is. every new drug. Try this one. Try this one. Pop that burger, say yeah. Because yeah, they hear it in so songs. I think it is a difference from like, like how they said between future and others. Because if you really listen to him, it's also like a person telling you about his pains and the struggles. He dropped future. Pants with the sweet. Other people just. <laughs> he dropped future and he dropped Hendrix. They're just people, yeah, just glorifying. So yeah, this, I think it is a brand new era. Yeah. I was trying to think, like, the people we had coming up weren't telling us. The worst they were telling us was, like, Eminem. DMX was telling us to kill people. Like, Eminem, that's, so that's always been a... Damn. People, you know, it's true, though. But it's, it's different. Like, Eminem was talented. Murder and rap was... People have always been talking about 
that's wild. killing yeah. people per se. <laughs> but like not to like that's wild. The drug, the drug. It's a different type. It's a different type of thing. People downplay the effect of someone who's not talented and talks like a lot of fucking shit and talks about popping pills. I think like if you said Eminem was you know, talking to shit and like that stuff was very dark. I think it, it was someone that was dark, but it was someone that was very talented and had a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. That's what makes people think. Yep. And I think like Future's like that, right? Like you can even make that argument. Like man, Future has a lot of depth. He makes a lot of music that it's like it personal. Is sad and it's emotional and. Mm-hmm. So, but you can't say that with these new, like the new ones, like Little Zan. So I, I heard about hey, there's hey, a dude nah. called Little Zan. Nah, nah, no, don't no, say that. Not a Little Zan record. Yo. Stop, Carl. I have you on recording, and I have you on a mixer. You have me. No, you have me on record when you say this. When y'all go back and listen to that Little Zan record, it's about not popping Zans. I swear. I know. I know. It's really. It's a really good. But he's not good. No, yo, betrayed. The song's called Little Zan betrayed. Yo, that's that's a deep that's a deep record. It's a deep record. It's about how Zan gets you nowhere. It's like Zan, Zan. But then why name you. yourself Little Zan? Zan. Nah, it's really it's really hard. But like, why? You know how hard you have to think to hear that though. Like the average person listens. He's not the first controversial name that that, that do you know something. I'm saying I'm talking about you, you just describe the backstory of that song and basically like what it's actually about. People are not gonna hear that when they're listening to that. No one's gonna think that hard to figure out what he's actually talking about. I mean, he really, he really, he tells a story about how he got hooked on Zans and like how they ruined his life. People want to experience that shit. People, Zans gonna lot, love like, you. What's his name? Um, Fredo. But the problem is, it's he's not like a Instagramming. Song. He, he told his story and he's Instagramming from the hospital what Lean has done to him. People are still gonna gonna do it, I guess. But people are trying to combat it, and even those that were known for it are trying to tell. I wonder if that's something Kaveh just said, because I think that shit was brilliant about how, like, there's all these uh, untalented, you know, kids making all this music and basically being successful. And those are the kids that, that, that those are the kids that these kids are going to follow. And let me, let me tell you why. I was arguing with someone at my job, right? What success? It wasn't the girl at his job, right? Jarell, <laughs> you got Jamie Why are we too? always arguing at no, people listen, at our jobs? Listen, 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 no, no. It was an argument, but then like he oh, made he mind. made one good. <laughs> it was an argument, but he made he made a point where it made me like realize something. I was like, damn, he might he might be onto something. But we're talking about like black um fucking black black on black crime. I hate that fucking saying because there's no there's no such thing. We're talking about black on black crime. We're talking about how like the police kill people, things like that. I'm gonna explain in a second why there's no such thing as black on black crime. Period. <laughs> But he he said to me, he was like, yo, the reason why white cops, like, allow, white cops and white judges allow, like, white teenagers and white boys to get off so frequently is because they see themselves in these young men. Like, they remember when they were younger and they were doing the same shit. But they don't, they don't understand, they don't comprehend, like, a black man's plight or a black man's life. So they don't see themselves in that lifestyle. Like, it. You say, so what are they seeing us? Because they're seeing characteristics they had at that age. So what do they see in us? Listen, it's, it's, different. It's, it's the same concept as me being easy, It's easier for me to relate to a young black male than it is for me to relate to, to, relate to a young white man. I guess. You I No, think, I get it, but I just think, and I think, but you just can't think. That wasn't my point. My point. No, go ahead, go ahead. The, point, the point was that when these young kids, they, the reason why, they, they, something that makes it more impressionable is because they see a young Untalented black man trying to rap, sound like shit, making mad money. The same way, same way these girls get on IG and fucking lose their mind to see girls who ain't got a lick of talent, fucking make a hundred thousand followers, making bread or getting mad likes, and that's what and that's what they strive to be. But that's and, and Jarrell, you know what's funny? Great point. And I, yo, I know girls who come from like great families. 
who still don't get that attention they want, and they like, <laughs> they idolize those people, the ones you just, just the, <laughs> the hundred thousand followers you put up. The That's where the home mix. training comes into play. Niggas is thirsty though, I and mean, that too. Be, yo, niggas be really going in. I be going in. <laughs> I'll be, be, be changing the girls I like. It's just, it's, it's sad, man. I'll be like, because there's times where I'm like, man, I ain't following none of this. There's not, there's no money in this. Like, why am I, why, am, why am I even spending time? And then I'll be like, damn, I ain't never seen nothing like that. Can, I gotta follow. Can we? I would never guess. I was just telling this story last week where I was at the uh, Clippers game, right? These two girls were in front of me, me and Green. They were all right. But like the angles they were getting on on this on their Snapchats and IG filters, I was like, yo, legendary. I see legendary, <laughs> legendary, perfect lighting. Like she was holding at a thirty-seven degree angle. I was like, damn, she good. Bro, this is Indian John. Just start following. That's not the work friend, right? Oh no, no, nah. you gotta meet them in person, though. Something. I don't. They no, almost never look no, like that. There's nothing to meet in person. There's always something wrong. If with you them. can take a picture like that, the second that's toe, good with the me. second toe longer than they first toe. Something's yeah, always tag photo. Can I bring something up too? The, too the power of visuals. So like I'll be on Instagram and like the power of thought comes to my mind. So like I'll be thinking about like, oh, let's say stuff we're gonna do with the podcast, and I'll just be looking at artists, trying to find artists, and then all of a sudden I'll see a cute looking girl and my mind just flickers off of the task that's at hand. Yeah. And it's like Instagram has become such a part of everyone's life that we get disrupted. At like the 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 thoughts that we could be having, and how Instagram changes that with a picture of a female, or if it's a male, whoever you know, whatever that's for, or whatever the case may be, like the power of Instagram is becoming bigger than I ever imagined when it first came out. Yeah, like and it's just like hip hop, like it's becoming influential. Like these girls are thinking that they don't have to go to school no more; they could just be Instagram models and make mad bread. <laughs> And then, like, right. hip-hop, now you could just say whatever the fuck you want, pop a pill or two, and now you're the greatest hip-hop artist in the world. Or, like, anything. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, bonk. Bonk game. Bonk game? Bonk. The Joker? The Black Joker? What about the power of social media? That guy's famous now. And, like, think about For that. doing <laughs> dumb shit. For doing, doing the, dumb shit. Literally the dumbest shit. Uh, and, like, people... He has millions of followers, but he's like legitimately the worst man. No, he's like the worst human being like on earth. But he is, but he is millions of followers. Marketable. Mar- he's marketable. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. And kids want him, bro. And so that's the that's impressionable. Making that's videos. I like I like that impression. The average thirteen year old. Yeah. I think what I'll take from this podcast today was the word impressionable and how true that is. When because I, I never really thought about it that day. But like you know what the way Kavi put it, just like at that young age, you're the most. That's when you're going to absorb all this. Yeah. It's like I wouldn't even just limit it to a young age. I think it truly depends on your personal will. Cause I know people who, for example, I know, for example, I know grown ass women who get on Instagram and be like, "Yo, damn, she out here doing this. I can do the same thing." Or I see fucking people who like will see people traveling on trips all the time. People post up pics from years ago and be like, "Yo, I'm in I'm in Europe right now." And people be jealous as fuck. Like, yo, I did that one time. Posting up money, laying out, and giving me the same amount of money all the time. And Jarrell, to rebut that, very truthful. I'm not gonna say you didn't you didn't lie, but you're asking people, you're asking human beings to be greater than what they are. Unless, wow. unless we, no, Some but are. but but but, but Jarrell, Jarrell, what I'm trying to say is, 
I, I really used to have that mentality. I really used to think, I really used to be like, man, people got to be better. Then I realized, man, you know, that's what separates us. I'm not, no, I'm not asking people to be better. I'm, say, I'm just saying, like, there's no age. No, 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 I'm saying there's no age. No, <laughs> you no, agree, right? <laughs> no, I'm saying there's no age on, on impressionable. Like, there's no age uh, on That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I know grown women who, uh, grown okay. men who do the same yeah. exact thing. Who will see someone on Instagram with mad money, but, oh, shit, I got to live like that. Or, you know what I'm saying? The, like, the, the, will, the will, the mental fortitude, the, the strength, all that stuff comes into play, regardless of age. I just think that, like, you know, at the end of the day, you got to, like, there's moments, I call them inflection points. There's inflection points in your life. There's like, whether it be like eight years old. There's something I can cite at eight years old that made me better at 12. Made me better at 12 or made me do, like make a U-turn and say, you know what, I'm not living right. Like, I remember this like yesterday. I got sent to juvie when I was like 12 years old. I got sent to juvie. I was like stealing bikes, like, you know, doing all sorts of stuff. Like, and I wasn't even in the hood at that point. I was just stealing bikes, like doing all sorts of stuff. Got sent to juvie for a day, spent the day there, and I was like, man, I can't. Scared straight? It wasn't scared <laughs> straight because was, I was there for a day, but it's just like, man, like, my parents, like, my mom works like 16 hours a day, and I'm out here doing this. I would have kicked me out. I said, I always thank my mom every day. I'm like, damn, mom, you, you haven't kicked me out? Even when I was young. So, and then I got cut from the basketball team that same year, and I hurt. I'm just like, all right. So that moment, that was an inflection point. I went back home, like I got, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna change. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do better. And you know, since then it's been like. But you, you heard you said though, I'm gonna do better. You know what that takes? Yeah. Mental fortitude, uh, will, exactly, yeah. strong willpower. That's why no Mental one can take that from us. Yep. A lot of people can't, don't have that. People get like that's literally like, some people can either go left and on the road and right on the road. Right there, that shit right there. Someone can face that adversity, and their whole life could just be over from that point right there. And I know people were still fucking talking about shit that happened in high school. <laughs> I do <did> too. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what? I, shit, I don't even remember. Yeah. I feel like that's survival of the fittest too. And to a certain extent. That's why I'm like, that's why I have these combos with y'all and then like other intellectuals. And I'm like, the, for me, I go back, I'm thinking like, man, like I don't really, I care about the bigger picture. And I'm like, yo, this shit, you know, really is. It is what it is. I, I go back at the end of the day, I'm just like, all right, you know what it is? You know, there's differences between us and the next person, and it's like there, there's there's queens and kings in chess, and there's the pawns. Mm-hmm. That front, and it's just like at some point, it, it really does come down. It's always been like that. That's like that's history. Yeah. yeah. There's been guys in the front line who just follow the next trend, and then there's other guys who can buck that trend and say, you know what, I'm willing to put the the work in, the hours in, and be different. I'm I'm not afraid to have people look at me crazy. And to say that too, taking the bar, like taking that exam is, is, I think that's intimidating in itself just because that's a test. That's a test at what your life is going to be like right. in the future. That was a road game. I was up in Albany. You see? <laughs> in a hotel. Boy, yo, that, that, that hotel. That was a road game. You see, that was a road game. I was away. Right. I was up in a hotel in Albany and I ain't had guap. I can't even lie. I was staying in a, a trappy hotel in Albany. Albany ain't nice. If anybody tell six in Buffalo, yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's just like yo, I had, for me that was just like man, and I'm seeing people there. So I went to the Whole Foods. Yeah, I had, my, I had to give them a little bougie on. And they I, got some good ass chicken. They do got some good chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yo, let, me, let me at least eat right while I'm here. Like young Chris put me on to the whole mind. chicken. You know, they feed my mind, and I'm thinking, man, I'm like, I always, I never felt like I was at a disadvantage, and I felt like. That for that one time, I felt like I was at a disadvantage because I was looking. Everyone was staying at the, 
the one right above the the bar place. It was at the Albany Convention Center. It was a really nice like five star mm-hmm. hotel. Everyone was staying there. All like the the, the Caucasian Americans were staying there, <laughs> and they were. I was just like, man, I'm staying like 10, 15 miles away, in a like a in a great in a crap hotel, and I'm thinking like, man, maybe this is why I passed because I was like. And looking back, I was always like, man, I never gave myself credit. Like, I was like, yo, I was really slaving. Like, I was going back and just, like, grinding, studying for the bar, and I never felt like it was going to be enough. And then, you know, then I was like, man, you know, it, it comes full circle. I think I'm blessed. I'm blessed to not have everything given to me. But I'm blessed. People don't even see, like, and yes, you are, people don't even see, like, how those little things matter. Like, the fact that, because, like, even when I was in Buffalo, like, there was a whole, I think it was a Marriott across the street. Everyone was staying there. Yep. Everyone, like, we, the bar was out the first day. Everyone walked across the street, and I'm like, getting in my car, like, shit, I gotta drive back close to like, <laughs> damn, near, near the airport to stay in this sleazy ass motel six with prostitutes and shit. Yeah. But it was just, like, people don't understand, like, even something so minute could have such such an effect on you, you know? And people don't like those little things that that come with the black experience, which is like coming from a, a harsh background, family or hard, you know, people on hardships, like that, those things change things. Yeah. Not really, bro. Like the night before the exam, there's like a party next door. <laughs> I, I cannot lie. I swear to you, bro. And it's like loud music. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, man, like maybe this is not meant to be. That's why the whole time <laughs> leading up to the exam, I'm, the results, I'm like, this is this is insane. I'm like, this is absolutely insane. Like I go to Albany, New York. I get a hotel. I'm in. It's the worst hotel I've ever stayed in. Then next door. Right before the bar exam, a two-day, seven-hour exam test each day. In the next door, they're playing loud music. And I got to go over there and knock on someone's door and say, can you, can you turn that down? <laughs> After driving five hours from Philly, I was like, man, this shit ain't I was like, yo, this shit ain't set up. How many times did you question <laughs> yourself this summer, though? Yeah. This summer, I didn't think about it. I was really like, you know what? I took it. Or before or after? Just, in, like, in general, like... I, I like to think that Before like, and after. the bar exam, like, <laughs> just taking it or preparing for it, and once you actually get there, it tells you so much about yourself. Like, after, let's say after, because after is the real struggle. So let's talk about after. Like, what did it tell you about yourself? What did you learn about yourself? I mean, I really learned that, like, I learned that win or loss, I'm going to be good. Like, because mentally it just tried me. It really tried me. Like, win or loss, like, I can, I can deal with this loss, and I feel like a lot of people can't. I was already preparing. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go back to war. I'm going to get back in that gym, and I'm going to get back in, like... <laughs> I said, Kave in the back doing yoga. All of the downward-facing dog, huh? <laughs> no, no, real, real shit. The bar, like, the bar, that summer, just, it really taught me, like, fortitude. Like, yo, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to be great. It, it made me realize that, like, man, win or loss, I'm always going to be good. Because I was, like, I was going to be able to wake up and look at that result and say, you know what? I can go back to the gym tomorrow and and study. I can go back in there and I'm not gonna be defeated. I'm not gonna be hurt. I'm not gonna be. <laughs> not to bring him up, but Meek Mill. <laughs> that's why I like him because he lost so many times, but he still comes out with fire shit. I ain't and gonna say fire shit. He came out with something, but I mean, I thought it was for someone who had lost the way he lost. He and for lose. him, he lost. I bro. think I think the biggest point that he made that I agree with is like. 
what did he lose? Like, but he no. If you, coming from him. coming from where he came from, no, it's all a whim. He's don't from the he's from the north side of Philly with niggas with kill their mama, concert, and he lost. Rap battle. I hate that he did. That. He lost to a singing ass nigga. No, just in a rap context in a battle that he started, he lost. He lost. That's it. I'm not I'll saying he it. ain't great. That's and it. and and keep that in context. How bad is that? Bad. No, no, I think it's not bad. His money wasn't. It's not. It's just that bad. But his mindset got him in a better place because anybody else, I felt like they would have dwelled on. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's so heavy, but he bounced back like a hundred times better. Cause, Cause his story's genuine. I seen his story. I was like twelve watching Meek Mill videos when he had the Doogie Breeze. Jones is coming out. I was anybody from the Philly area saw that. So it was like yeah. Drake. As much as I love you, I think you're the best artist out. It's you can't take that street story away. No, nope. it is what it is. We saw it happen, and he's still doing it. I think in the context of like, tell me if I'm wrong or not. I think in the context of like what you're trying to compare it to. And you're saying, like, oh, you know, if you were to fail the barbers, you get up and go to the gym tomorrow. But that's, like, your livelihood, right? I think an equal comparison to that would be, like, a setback Meek Mill would be, like, this is very odd, but say he lost his voice for a year or so like that. And he couldn't actually create anything. He couldn't make music. That's a real setback because, like, if you fail the bar, you, 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 you shot till February. Guess you want to do some, altern- you some alternative gonna, shit. And, you, and, and Jarrell, we know the numbers. Of the repeaters. Oh, repeaters do. It's like thirty four percent. forty five percent is low. If you fail the first time, you ain't. Odds are you ain't gonna make. I it think the most of that's confidence though. Like, yeah. You walk in there, you shook. 
you already failed. So everything you think you did right it, the first probably, time. I swear it's that low. Like if you did. fail the first time, yeah, odds are you are not passing that bar. like 30 something percent. It's always bad. So it's like, yo, you want to pass the first time. Just get it out the way and get it over with and hope for the best. Congrats, fellas. So it's like, in that situation, like that's really what you have. It's like, yo, I got to pass this shit. Because if you don't, then you're stuck until February. What do you mean by February is not that far? I mean, the people. <laughs> no, I know, but yeah. Hey, I'm happy this part because you have to. February's when you take it. You don't. You don't get results until what May, June. <laughs> I'm happy so. the people. The people around me believe in me because I was like, after I left that exam, I said, man, everything in life went wrong. I went up there, tried to have a clean weekend. You know, go take a week that it was like a Wednesday, Thursday. I tried to have a clean mid trip. Just go up there, take the test, and leave. Uh, I was trying to do that. Everything you ever thought could go wrong went wrong. My, my tires went flat. I had to go to like the gas station, fill them up. Now, it, it, I swear, bro, it was really like, God, I swear to God, bro. I really, I woke up in the morning and my fucking, like the light went on, like the, the exclamation point in your car. Service, I, yeah. yeah, the service. I'm like, I ain't never seen that before. <laughs> I, I'm thinking, yo, this, this is crazy. So everything could have went wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. But I, when I got there though, I didn't fold. I, I was, I really went, and I was just seeing people around me like sweating, acting all crazy. I'm like, man, this, and the day is a test. Like, I'm gonna be good regardless. Like, I know yeah. people. I'm a, I'm a hustle. I might, I might be down for a year, a couple months, yeah. whatever it is. But I'm gonna be good. Yeah, I'm gonna be good. Yeah. But you know the story. Like when I was trying to go to Buffalo, <laughs> you know the story about the, the flight delays. And yeah, like, the flight delays. Going, yeah. I, think I didn't get to Buffalo until two o'clock the morning of the bar exam. Didn't get to my hotel till three. Had to go to sleep for two hours and wake up, study, then take the bar exam. And like I was stressing, cursing people. I yo. yelled out. You know what mom told me? She was like, "Yo, you gonna be good." She was like, "Yo, if you pass, now you got a story to tell." She was like, "Ain't, ain't nothing worse than anything you ever been through before." And like what you're saying, it just like resonates with me so much because it's like, "Yo, she's so right." Like, "Yo." Everyone in there stressing out. I'm, I approach that shit super cool. Like, yo, my nigga, I, I barely made it here. Like, once it I'm, got to the <laughs> test time, Jarrell, I was good. Like, once it got to, I'm like, yo, look. I studied. I did, like, the NBA Jones. By the way, my score was high. You ain't chilling. I ain't going to lie. I'm going to be a little confident and cocky. My score was high. I'm good in 23 out of 25 states. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got 279, which is, that's high, man. That's good. Like, I wasn't anywhere near that cut line. What, what states are you? Alaska and Idaho, I'm not good in. Shit, you don't want to go to anyway. Yeah. So, like, comment. I really, like, the I cut know, line. Man, the next, yo, the next star might be coming out of Boise. <laughs> 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 but, like, yo, it's 266 is what I needed. And I was thinking, like, so it, it was just, like, it was a surreal moment, man, to work your whole life, work seven years. Of, and, you know, everyone else around me was, like, way happier than I was. Like, because I was, like, because I see Kave. Kave, for example, he's the director of marketing at a sports agency. Vice president. Vice president, don't do him like that. He really that. is, though. I see the boy like, on LinkedIn. Like, but I see him. We're going to keep it real. <laughs> but, but, like, I, I've also seen how Kaveh's believed in himself more than most people I've ever known. So I've also noticed that. And it's like, th- that's why it's just like, man, for me, it was just like, you know, I can do this. Yeah. I got people around me who've done, done crazier stuff. Yeah. Who put like that's in my opinion way more rare than passing a yeah. bar. <laughs> like plenty of people pass the bar exam. Yeah. How many people get on at an agency in New York? I wanna say I met I wanna say I met you was it six years ago? 
Yeah. I met you your sophomore year, right? Right, right? So it was six years ago I met you, right? Ever since I met you, you said I'm gonna be an attorney, right? So when when I like when you tell me these stories about like how you're like, oh well, you know, I don't really appreciate these things. Remember our first episode after I passed the bar? I was like, yo, like I, it really didn't feel no different to me because I, I already saw this coming. Like I already went through all these emotions. I like already envisioned myself graduating law school, passing the bar. So like when you actually do it, it doesn't feel the same because like yo, now your mind's ready on the next thing. It's like yeah, I saw this years ago. Is that something that you think you can concur with? Like <laughs> yes, and I think we should end this podcast like talking about friendship. Because this it. past year, year year or two really, like, killed my soul. Like, seriously. Like, I really have, like, seen parts of people, sides of people. Mid-20s, man, it's no joke. I feel like these are... You know, I've seen, I've seen people, like, I haven't talked to, I haven't done nothing to, like, come up to me and hate me for shit I didn't even know about. Like, man, I, I just feel like, man, I, I've been, like, I'm just hurt. Like, I'm, I really am. I'm hurt in regards to friendship. About in regards to a lot of people, a lot of people in my life. I'm like, man, 20 years old, like 25, and like people take like what happened at 17, 16 to the core, or even what happened like last year. It's like, I know I don't, I didn't do crazy. I so I know my I know life. Like I never did crazy stuff. Like I never had sex with somebody's sister. To me, there's stuff like, not like, there's stuff that like, yeah. wow, oh, shit. There, there's stuff like that where it's like, no, there's stuff like that where, where I can, I can, I can agree like, yo, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. But like, where y'all at with friendship, man? I feel like Kev, Kev Kev's learned them. Kev, this is actually a topic where I want to hear your perspective like hard, like hard. Like where you at? Like, cause I remember every time we talk, it's almost like, man, where you at? Cause I know you gotta. Your dynamics changed a lot since we've been growing. Like, you know, you got the girl now. You're, you're living with her. That's totally different from the Kev we all knew. <laughs> so it's, so it's kind of like for me, for me. Yo. There's there's two sides to that. There's like there's one side where it's like, man, I miss the Kev. You know, who can go chill with you? And then there's the other side. It's like, man, is Kev going to come chill with us? So what do you? What are you asking exactly? Who I am now? Yeah, where you at? Like, where you uh, at? I'm still that person if you let me know. The only thing is now with... There's like a lot of things I'd want to do. And Why I, were you... I, I, and I'm I, sorry to cut you off. No, go Why on. were you willing to change? Why were you willing to say, you know what? I'm going to change who I am, whether for this person or for myself. What is it about? It was for myself, and then life just happened when you make better choices. It just... I got to grow up. I'm not in college anymore. It's like... What, four years since I graduated? We have goals. I'm surrounded by a lawyer, Ryan, and we're constantly talking about, like, goals and stuff we have. And, like, if you don't change, like, your personal life, it's like it's just talk. Yeah. And I want to be better than that. I mean, I'll be honest, man. I got hurt, man, because I put a lot into a lot of people this past, like, two years. Like, a lot. Like, I sold my... I wouldn't say I sold my soul. But, like, I sold myself to so many different people, man. It really, it really just broke me down. Like, I just, there's been times like this past year, I'm like, yo, I really don't have anybody. Like, and that just made me just like step up and go, go hard. Like, yo, I'm out here. It really made me do that because I'm like, man, like. That's a blessing. Though. It is a blessing. Did you find your inner strength? That's a blessing. I always had it. I never not had. Right. Yeah, I, but I think you, I lost no, it. You I only lost. You don't even know you. But had. like Kev, if anything, I was more. I was the strong. Yo, bro, you couldn't. Me 
up until about oh nine. <laughs> no, no, yo, I'm serious though. Like you really couldn't knock me. Twenty twenty ten too. Like even through college, like you couldn't knock me. Kev, you knew me in college. You couldn't knock me. I didn't care. Whatever your perspective was, I'll listen. We talk, yeah. dab it up. Yeah, it is what it is, bro. <laughs> but like now, it's like man, I care, and that was the biggest mistake I ever made. Care. Nah, you, you can't be that. Person. Nah, you gotta care. Nah, Jarrell. There's a middle ground there. I'm talking to a shorty right now. And it's like. You said congrats. No, I'm talking to a shorty right now, and it's like. I feel like she don't even know the real me yet. That's how I'm like, yo, this shit probably about to go sour. You know, they be yelling in the heights. They be like, sour, sour. <laughs> yo, Ryan, you know, you be in the heights, they be yelling, sour, sour. Word, I never buy from them. <laughs> when they yelling, they have sour. That's telling, how I know they don't have sour. In context, too, I was telling <laughs> Ryan. In context, I was saying like how I was. I'm talking to Shorty right now, and I feel like everything's going sour. sour. Oh, my bad. Sour. I feel like sour D's is like the. It's like the ibuprofen of New York City. I remember when I was in Chicago. I try to find sour. I try to find sour, and it was like, man, it was like trying to find good hip hop. It, it, it was like it was like, a, it was like a treasure. You know what I mean? Like you get the, the sour, like back in high school. Man, I got the sour today. Like this is the day. And now I'm like, get that shit out of my fucking face, bro. What else you got? Wait, you gotta come on. We gotta Why talk. Why are you bringing ibuprofen? Out? We gotta have a weed episode one day. Nah, you gotta have a Kaveh show, man. Because <laughs> as good as I am, Kaveh has more gems. He's funnier, stronger opinion. First time meeting him, he definitely gotta come back on. Nah, he's good. He's good, man. He's, he's a. I'm on Tinder right now. <laughs> Wait, can I ask you a question though? Yeah. How you feel about Drake? Nah. Like, like, what do you mean? What, what, what do you mean? Like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> like, like, that's a, it's like a... Top three rappers. Right now? Yeah. Yeah. Drake? Yeah, oh, okay. I like Drake. One, two, three. I got nothing against Drake. I, I, I will say, though, the a guy who Kave has endorsed harder than I ever did, I think is probably number one right now for me. Yeah. Travis Scott. I listen to Trap. I listen to Birds in the Trap more than it. It's just like... It's it, at some point it turns up it comes to like who are you listening to, because like you can say you're, you're you can like oh I like Drake better but like if you're listening to Travis more how could I really like say I like you know Drake more than no I can't Birds in the Trap not a miss on that and there's timeless music on that there is timeless I want to hear Goosebumps like ten years from now what does that Goosebumps mean to you though does I that get mean those Goosebumps anything? every time you run around <laughs> Kev. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, Travis Scott is I one of the most know. influential artists. What about Cause You're Sweet? I love that song. <laughs> Cause It's Sweet. <laughs> that's not a hard, yo, and that's like. It's the hardest song on the album. And his records like that where you're just like, man. I like on that album, man. He had so many emotions, like so, so many. There's so many moments in that Travis album where you're like. Beebs in a Trap. Like, another one. Like, like that's a, that's a great project, bro. And. You I know, thought Rodeo was even better than that. Oh, days before Rodeo. Days before Rodeo. Yo, listen, man. Let, let's say this about Ryan, though. Ryan's always going to be like, 
Yeah, yesterday was better than today. Nah, <laughs> come on, Mama Sita, Mama Sita, Mama Sita with Young Thug, Rich. Mama Sita, uh, Mama Sita. That's what. Mama. I don't know. I like moments, and that album had a moment for Who's me. Who's your favorite rapper besides Drake? And even now that Drake's not old, but he's been around for a while, I feel like he's lost a little bit of luster. Yeah, no, I mean, he's still going to sell the way he sells. He's still going to do what he does. It's not but I mean, the same. Like, it's not the same not as the like same. when you first discovered him. What about, are you following these new guys, Ryan? Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, let's see, new guy. I love Little Uzi's album. All right, cool. It was pretty good. I'm Uzi good. Uzi uh, good. Um, as far as new, 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 um, Davies, <laughs> Davies. We we this this happened. This happened last <laughs> time. Remember, and this brings me back to last podcast and last time I was on. This is why I remember I got tripped up because we were talking about top five albums of the year, and this fool said Davies. <laughs> Who you me? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. said that was nah, that back. Was me. Oh, that was you. That was me. Now, and now there's still about Now that there's... first album, Kyrie Chanel. Nah, Davies is pulling his weight. Bro, what? Davies is horrific. You gotta listen. He to... missed it. No, he missed his time. I'm not listening. No, he now. didn't. Bruh. No, no, he didn't. No, Jarrell, I listened to. He has one record with Wiz, Phone Jumping. Bomb. Who killed? Wiz killed that. Wiz like ruined that track. That uh-huh. track was good. Wiz fucked it up a little I bit. I feel like first. Wiz... Wiz ruins a lot of tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Chill, I fucks with Wiz. I, 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 I fuck with Wiz, too. I, 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 I didn't like him on that track, though. I love them. Yeah, I fuck with Wiz, too. He ruins a lot of tracks. You know what I'm saying? He ruins a lot of tracks. But, uh, Foe jumping in, quiet uh, for me. Don't say you love me, you ain't dying for me. I woke up this morning with a lot of money. Much better song without Wiz on it. Nah, but look. Let's get back to what we Dave East. Yes. I get I get his angle. I what get, time did he miss? Young East. What time did he <laughs> miss? We don't time. know we don't know him. I, I across I the know country. Him. I just want to say this. I live in another it's great to experience New York and then live in another city because you realize how much nobody outside of New York knows any of this. Like any of this, like the whole culture, though. No one in Chicago. Like, but, but 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 this comment, the way the way we dress, the way we talk, the way we act, they don't. I go to Philly. They know nothing about anything. But there's like, always artists pants? like that, though. There's always artists who are uh, for that are regional. Davies is not meant to be. Well, at least not right now. I don't think he is meant to be a national artist. Like he's he's regional. He signed to Nas Massapill. He has New York City on lock. Everyone, every time he drops in NYC, niggas know him. I'm sure you don't think on a on a massive scale, people in Philly know him. But I'm sure someone in Philly knows him. He's known across the East Coast. I would I would say so. Russ, the Northeast. Russ, for example, Russ discusses these issues very thoroughly. Okay. You like Russ? No, no. But what I do love about Russ is that he addresses issues and he's real. Can Davey sell some tickets in Philly? You might sell a hundred, one fifty, and that no, and, yeah. and, uh, but that's no, you no, think? no, 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 Jarrell. I really selling tickets is totally different, and that's what makes you an artist. Okay, like Russ goes. Russ sells tickets, but to who is tickets. his fan base? Who's Russ's fan base? Tickets. Who's so wait, Russ's fan base? Uh, Russ's fan base is that sixteen-year-old um high school chick. That that guy probably wants to date a hip hop guy, but they can't because they're black. His so they have to go though. to the. His music's Wait, good. So you, you think it Dave, is. you think Davey's ain't selling out shows where he go places? Yeah, he's selling out like small little. I know what he did in Philly. I know the Philly scene. Yeah, he did. did in Philly. I don't know what he did in Philly. I know what he did. And guess what? 
I could show. That's the same place I did my showing at. He did Kung Fu Necktie, bro. Okay. That's what I did my little. I did my quarter life crisis. Listen, at though, he's a regional <laughs> artist. Like he's a regional artist. Like at this moment, you, 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 listen to what you're saying. You're saying, oh, no one knows my side of New York City. You can thrive just off being in New York City. This is the biggest music market. This is the biggest market in general. I'm not debating. He has a presence. I'm not debating. He has a huge presence. I'm in not New York debating City. that. I'm him. not debating that. But I'm saying I don't want to hear from. No, the only reason why, like, the only reason why I say I, I, I genuinely think he's one of my top is because I grew up in Harlem. I know where he's from. I know who he hangs out with. And watching him from his first mixtape, I think in 2012, to where he is at now, it's like I look up to him. Time out. I'm gonna give. I, I respect if you heard the humble brag though. I know who he hangs out with. You know, <laughs> Ryan. No, I do. Ryan, I'm gonna give you credit. You were one of the first real New York City guys I met. When I met Ryan, he was like, you know, he was doing the he was doing the cool stuff before we was doing it. We was we was dressing like college students. You wearing polos and like, shit. I mean, I really wasn't. I was doing. I was slightly. I was on my way. I looked a little cool when I got song. You know what I'm saying? I, I was doing my thing a little bit. But when I met Ryan, Ryan was really the first New York City guy. He was really like, yeah, this is what it is. Put the jean jacket. I put the jean jacket. I'm gonna definitely edit this little part and save it in my phone so that when nah, I'm down, nigga. I can listen to you. <laughs> you I, I, I give credit. Nick can't dress. <laughs> Could put know, on some socks. This is great, man. Because I've, I've also been listening to a lot of gospel. I've been listening Me to Me too. Yo, this is a, a, a weird transition. Look, Marvin Sapp. That's my nigga. But. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jarrell Jesus weird, put me on Jarrell yeah. There's a song called The Best in Me Oh yeah And he's like The, the whole Chorus of the song goes the, the song's about how The world saw the worst in me But God saw the best in me mm. To me That was like So so important to me What's it What's the um The best in me No the artist Marvin Sapp Marvin Sapp Marvin Sapp She saw it, the best in me I'm gonna go smoke a L at home and listen to this. If we on, I'm gonna talk. Yo, you go, yo, yo, Ryan. I swear, I swear to God, you're gonna cry. You going to shake that? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm gonna throw one more song out there though. Go to the song by uh, Jonathan Williams. My I name know. is Victory. I know, man. Happy yo. All summer last summer when I was studying for the bar. Kev, you about to get new playlists. I ain't gonna lie. Look, listen, you know, like, like, these gospel songs, they be hitting at the right times. Word. Why you got a Jesus piece? I don't even believe in Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, right at the Kodak Black, right? I, I gotta run right, right back to Jesus. Like, I, gotta right back to I got my James Fortune identity. This one? <laughs> I oh. never heard Gospel. It. Yo, I just, wanna make a, I just wanna make a comment real quick. What? Well, it's like completely opposite of Jesus, but like. <laughs> <laughs> the devil? We haven't drank. No, no, we haven't drank so long, like doing this podcast. Yeah. Like. We've been drinking yeah. a minute. Y'all know I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> when like, Carl going, we sipping alcohol to the. Not, it's been like mad routine. Like, yo, we come in, uh, not routine, but we come yeah, in, we do the podcast. Tea. Yeah, chilling, sipping tea, drinking water. water. <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna lie. Me Having and Chris, snacks. <laughs> yo, and there's a dude named Chris we all hang out with who's here today. Chris who? Chris called me out last time I saw him. He really did. Nah, they know Chris. Chris been on the podcast. Nah. OG Chris, what up? Chris called me out about an issue that I did. I still don't think is right. You know, I stand for my what I do. Chris gonna respond. But I'm just saying, Chris called me out. I respected that. I don't hate what I say. I say, you know what? That's all right. We can talk about it. We can go back to sleep. You know what I'm saying? We can be men. 
Chris called me out. I respect that. What he said. There's no need to talk about what he said. No, we don't have to talk about what he said. Go listen to the old act so you can figure out what Chris said. Chris is a Chris is a good. Chris, you want to say what you said? No. <laughs> Chris chilling. He in the back. He lit. He good. He lit. No, no, it, no, it really no, no. was. A, it was. It really was a good moment. Me, Chris, Finn. It was a Ray Ronaldo. No, they know. They know Ray. Ray yeah, been on the podcast yeah. too. Ray they don't know Shafin. It was at Ray's place, and it was just Ray's. Remember Ray? Like rooftop party. It was a great. It was a great thing. It was a great thing. And then we went across someone else's rooftop, and the talk it was me, Shafin, and. And Chris and we were just like, wait, Ray had a rooftop. Oh yeah, no, and we were just. Like, I remember. Nope, I wasn't there, but I remember. Yeah, and we really. <laughs> and we, I, was I ain't gonna lie, we really touched every issue. That was. It, we really did. We really had like a, a strong moment. You had a moment with. We Shifin? wouldn't do this on record. We wouldn't do this on record because you know I have a lot of respect for a lot of young men out there. Oh, that's my <laughs> <laughs> not Ooh, editing that's that. So crazy. <laughs> not editing that. I have a lot of respect for, for my, my boys. I have a lot of respect for you know the people I, I bang with. Everyone knows. <laughs> he chatting with waters. He said bang with. Nah, it's been good though. Yeah. Oh, here, yeah, Chris. Oh, Chris on the mic. Chris, say what up to people. Back. Welcome back. You ain't been on podcast. Since Gentlemen, this is fun. This is Gentlemen, fun. thank you for having me. <laughs> um, I had to comment because it was a moment where three young professionals met on a rooftop and we were totally at peace for what each was doing and we're genuinely happy for each other and we settled all of our issues within 20 minutes it was like the most profound moment we've i've ever had in my life it was like i was on mushrooms but i wasn't no sensitivity none but that's real friendship though it Just was being able to like sit there chop it up Honest. but honesty and, like, well, and then keep moving on and what was weird is the moment in time in which we decided to have that conversation it was like some random ass sunday brunch like it was really, it was really fun hot luck <laughs> thing and we all just showed up and we're like all right this is the moment where i'm gonna tell you how i feel and you're gonna tell me how you feel and any issue we're Chris, gonna have give, give me this credit i'm the guy who brings it to your friend oh absolutely and like i i what we said we'll stay wherever we'll always stay between us but I will say this, like, I said what I had to say about Carl, Carl said what he had to say about me, and we both were like, all right, we acknowledged it, and we moved on. Where the hell is your fan played in this? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it, it, was, it was really good, because yeah. it, it carried on to, like, Ray's place, and it, it really was just like a, okay, you know what, let's just be bigger than this. Yeah. And we all left, like literally, like we we, we had <laughs> our moment, and we I'm like, left. I gotta go, and he's like, I gotta go, and we just like said bye to Ray, and we all like walked down the middle of Bushwick, and we all went our separate ways, but it was it was a very profound. No, moment. no, it, it's funny because a lot of people break like, I feel like Chris Brown, because like Chris Brown gets looked at like he's like a monster. Yeah. Everyone here probably looked, I get looked at as a monster. I'm a loudmouth. I'm a lunatic. I'm crazy. I do. Yo, I really get looked at like that. I realize that that's my role in life. And guess what? You start playing that role. When people start looking at you that way, yo, I swear to God, you start playing that role. And I realized for a while in my life, I was really playing that role. I, I never really saw like, you as a monster, though. Yo, there's people. Nah, yo, call a savage. Nah, there's really people. Thought you was a sweetheart. Nah, <laughs> Brian, Brian. I swear on some shit, there's really a lot of people who think of me like it's the worst. Like, yo, that's the worst man in the Yo, and it, it kills my soul because anyone who knows me knows how much I, I think and care about any relationship I have. You know this more. Kevin, you got to speak on this, man. Have my back on this. Yeah. I plead the no, fifth. Have my back. Yeah. Yeah, word, word, word. 
No, no, no. It's true. It's true. <laughs> like, but we have honest conversations. Like, so. how many people bring it to your front door, bro? How many people look at you few, and say, "Few, few." I owe every time I see you, I'm like, "Yo, yo, what happened with that moment? Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, I, I was, I'm always gonna be that, and I realized, like, all right, I'm accept, I've accepted Ryan, Jarrell, Kev, Chris, H, H. <laughs> that like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm always gonna be that guy, and I don't care anymore. That's super for a while. It bothered though. me. It, bo- it bothered me that like I was different. It bothered me that like people looked at me that way. It really did. I don't care. I'm opinion. I think they look at you because they can't take like accountability. Yep. Like I've never once when we've in area combos been like, all right, I'm like I I'm cherish. No, no. I, yeah, I know your intention as well, and like you gotta look at yourself. Like, is what you're telling me like? Warranted, and it's like I know it comes from a good place. Yeah. So if you get offended, it's just like who that sound like getting offended? Jamie. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him back to Jamie. She bad. <laughs> she bad as hell. I was gonna say Shafin. Yo, yo, I ain't gonna lie, bro. She bad as hell, see? and that's how we started. So she like followed <laughs> you me. You can see. You see that's what you got overlooked. That's where she she followed me on like every right, social Jamie. media, bro. Like when we st- I started like a weekend. She followed me on, like every social media. I'm like. Driven <laughs> <laughs> like, on every level. Alright, yeah, they announced yeah, that's the lawyer, that's the new attorney, you know, we took, took the bar exam. It's a startup, so you really get dressed the way you want. I'm in there, you know what I'm saying, rocking my Yeezys. I got my I got some you know what I'm saying. In Philly, that's cool though. You you the cool you think it's cool in New York, but you really the coolest. If you got Yeezys on But like in Philly, no one got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I was rocking a little the life of Pablo hoodie, you know. That's why Meek Mill made it. Yeah, facts. Damn. It's it's really like that though. Go to Philly and be the man, <laughs> bro. I like there's like two boutiques, like two really uh, good boutiques that have like Supreme and like like everyone knows them. And like it's such a small city. Like the buyer went to St. John's with me. His name is Beach. He's like my best one of my best friends. And it's like it all goes like it's like yo that city where y'all think in the line be nuts because it's like two stops and it's. Spin, you can spend 17 bucks and you be LeBron James. <laughs> you know what surprised me? This is mad, right? This is some real estate nonsense, though. We How out. cheap <laughs> the rent is in Center City compared to do, compared do, to New York City. Yeah, you can get a studio. You can get a studio. You can get a studio in Philly for 1100. It's really Dad, nice down there. I was looking. I was like, yo, Center City. Chris, you can get a studio in Center City. Eleven hundred. I was like thinking about like whatever I don't talk about it, but like in my mind the future I was like yo buy some property in, in Center City rent that shit out whatever I would never live there but I was like <laughs> but the shit was wild cheap and I was like yo this can't be real and I'm looking at all the prices I'm like yo this is like standard out there dumb cheap it's ridiculously that's cheap that's great though no. like New York has worth our expense so much that we work so hard and then you like you can actually get a lot Dead ass, I'm if you just look outside. I was like yo shit mad cheap out here niggas are they complaining about how expensive it and I was like, y'all know the half. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. I told Jarrell, though, like, I don't really, like, hedge my bets anymore. So it's kind of like, I'm taking this Cali bar in July. And mm. I told my, I gave myself a year plan. I really scheduled everything out. I said, look, by August 19th, if I'm not where I want to be, I'm hopping on that plane to Cali after I, like, after I take the bar exam. I'm just going out there. I got plenty of friends out there. I'm just going to do my thing. Because at some point, you got to, like, you gotta put your faith in yourself. Like I know I have it. I know I have every ingredient. Put your faith. Put 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 some faith in that. We worked our whole lives not to sit on the bench. Mm. I'm not sitting on that bench. Mm. 
I say that like angry. Like I am drunk. Like even <laughs> it's like yo, I work at a good company now. It's a good startup. Mm-hmm. Like I know the CEO is gonna be successful. Everyone loves me. I get mad attention. <laughs> like it's a good spot to be at, and it's just like get it, Barack Obama. That's I hate it, and it's just like yo, I'm the, I'm I walk into work. I'm like I hate this. This is not what I want. Yo, yep. I'm bigger than this. Not bigger than the people. Not bigger than the the environment, the workforce. Everyone does a great job. Carl, folks, this is not what I wanted. I'm not gonna get caught in this moment. I'm not gonna think this is it. This is life. I'm gonna continue to think out. The greatest people in this world know how to be in a situation, but think have your mind be in another place. Dead ass. The, the greatest people talk. in this world know how to make yo. You can be in that situation. You can be working at Wendy's, but if you can see yourself not working at Wendy's, good. you're good money. I was in law school working at Walgreens. I, Trust me, I know it. Yo, when Jarrell told me he was working at Walgreens, <laughs> bro, I said, damn, God. I didn't find that out till the app. Yeah. Ain't nothing you brag about, my nigga. <laughs> but no, so like last night, right? Took the show out to date, whatever, my girl, we go, we go out to date. Hibachi, I saw it. We had a bocce spot, right? <laughs> and we're sitting across from this young couple, young black couple, right? And the, I didn't know, but the kid was 23 years old. He worked in finance. So you can tell he's making some, like, a little bit of money. You know, he's he, he young in the game, right? He was like, oh, that's cool. You, no, real talk. No, he kept But he was like, oh, he worked, I forgot, he worked like one of the power four or whatever. So he making like, mm-hmm. you know, 60, 70, whatever. But at 23, he chilling. Mm-hmm. To him, that's probably his first real job out of college. So he, he good. And man, he draw like 60, 70. Yeah, well, you better triple that. I was, I was like, yo, like, but I, you know what was funny? I took it, I, I looked at it from his point of view, right? But he was telling me how he thought he wanted to go to law school. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. I'm trying to talk to, the, talk to him, whatever like that. And he was like, yeah, but I'm not complacent right now. I'm not going to go until I get complacent. And I and like listen, so one I felt insulted. I was like, what the fuck what the fuck does that even mean? Like I'm listening to him talk. Idiot. That's what you're thinking. No, he just keeps talking. I'm like <laughs> But he but I but he was saying to me, he's like, Oh, you work in commercial real estate, must be a lot of money and da 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 And he's at that point in his he's at that point in his life where like the money means everything to him, you know? And I was like, Yeah, there's money in it, you know what I'm saying? And Nick, I'm good, I'm comfortable. But but it's like, yo, if that I don't wanna do so I, I tried. I told him. I told him that yesterday. He was like, he looked at me like he was mad, confused. Like, what do you mean? Like, like he didn't understand. Like, I didn't want to do it. It's not. That's not what my goal is. I'm, I'm here. But I'm thinking about something else. He looked at me like I was crazy, and I was like, yo, that's that young nigga mindset. No, nope. like, yo, I'm trying nope. to open you up. No, to no, no, else. no, no. Jarrell is not. Once again, this is an exception to the rule. It's not a young nigga mindset. There are plenty of. I think majority of people think commercial real estate law is just a career. I talk to people every day at work. No, no, no. Every, I talk to people at work. They're like, Carl, so you want to do this, right? <laughs> they say, this is it. You'll have a long, wealthy career. I'm like, get your ass away from me and don't touch my shoulder yeah. as you talk. There's, Jarell, so there's it, money in it. But there's a bunch of money. I'm not trying to wait till I'm 60 to be a millionaire. And that, and that, like, the path that a nigga that I'm on right now, that's what it would look like. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. yo, stay here, you know, then you could be, you know, general counsel, and, and you know, you can make bread. And, and it sounds good to a lot of people. I'm not, I'm not so you could be that, general counsel by, like, 34. I'm not trying to say that's not bread. I'm not trying to say to anyone who listens to the podcast, you know, who's going through the struggle, that's not money, because that's money. That's you mad bread. Mad bread. If that's not where your aspirations are, that's, that's mm. not where I see myself. I'm not trying to be a millionaire. Nigga, in three years, if I can do it, like that's what, like I'm. Saying. I mean, what we can do, like what I'm gonna say to you is, yeah, everything you said is right. I agree. We, but like, I just think that most people don't think. I just think they don't. I, I realize this, and we have to accept this. 
and I stopped arguing with people. I stopped getting into arguments and fights with people because I was getting into a lot of them, and I, I had to realize, like, I was really like, damn, like, niggas is, yo, yo, this little job you're at, I fuck with, and it's probably a good job, and I ain't gonna hate. You make never a little hate. money, you, it's, no, I will never hate, and that's not my intention. It's good, but if you can't see yourself somewhere else, man, you gonna get just going with the flow. It's gonna be whatever, and it's and that might be that might make you happy. That's funny in this world because yeah. like that could be what you need, and that that could be what makes you happy. But like some of us though, you know, is bigger than that. We yeah. have set goals. We know where we want to be. You know, I don't. I'm not a go with the flow type of guy. I know where I want to be in five years. I know where I want to work. I know what I want to do out. Entrepreneurship's for me. I'm not work. I learned this eight years ago. I'm not working for nobody. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I, that's not me. I'm going to follow my ass for that. I'll live out the shelter if I had to for that. I don't care about the money. I'll live out the shelter for that. Because it's like, yo, you realize, like, yo, I, I, I'm making good money now. I'm living at the crib. I'm stacking up. And everyone's like, man, you in a good situation. I'm like, this is hell. I'm in purgatory. <laughs> I said, I said, I'm in legitimate purgatory. A thousand. Who? I don't know who said it. Was it Charlemagne? But he said you got to put in your thousand hours. Yeah, I think it sounded like Charlemagne. Yeah, Charlemagne. Yeah, that was in Black Privilege. But I, but like, I put that shit up on my on my IG story like a couple of weeks ago. Like one of my peoples from back in Atlanta told me like, yo, you made it, you good. <laughs> and like, I laughed too. But it. no, but like if if y'all could have seen my natural reaction, like he meant that as a compliment, but I felt so offended. Like, he basically was telling me, like, yo, just stop. Like, you're good. Like, chill out. And. This ain't even the half of it. it no, real like talk. But it, it was like, it was like, I, 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 I saw, I saw, like, this where nigga. our friendship dissected. Like, I saw, like, <laughs> I, no, real talk. I, I'm not trying to be mean, but You I ain't saw, have to block him like that. I didn't block the nigga, but I just saw, like, I right, cool, Unfollow. Yeah. Like, no, because, like, because I need people around me who are going to keep pushing me, going to keep telling me, like, yo, I see this for you. I see that for you. Or even someone who's listening, like, yo, I understand that. Like, it, you sure you didn't take that as a, just a compliment and not just as a threat? <laughs> it wasn't a threat. Like, it wasn't a threat. He was saying, like, yo, you're good. Like, yo, you, you good. But you might have thought of a no, little bit. I, I, you know, I, I I'm with Drell. Yeah, exactly yeah. Like, no, because I get it. I get it. Nothing but the no, best. Nothing but harm. He was like, yo, you're good. But like, I just go to like, his yo, natural I would be thing. chilling if I was you. you. Chill, be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not me. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fine. And I, yeah. I, I have that battle all the time. Obviously, I, I spoke about it on the podcast numerous times. Like, yo, where's the good balance in life where, you know, you feel like you have accomplished enough and not and not to keep pushing forward? But there is no point like that. There's points, obviously, where I'm not going to be, like, depressed. I'm out of that place. You, you saw me at that place when the podcast first started. Yeah. I was depressed. I was like, shit, I'm not nowhere near where I want to be. But And he sees me, though, and I'm just like, I know he feels 100% where I'm coming from. And what I tell you, and exactly, we have these conversations all the time. I mean, I'm just like, man, I, I'm like, I'm distraught. I wake up hurt and crying some days. Because I'm like, yo, I have, every, people keep telling me I'm good. People keep telling me, I, I be in the office, they be like, yo, Carl, man, yo, your parents must be so proud. <laughs> I'm like, yo. They ain't proud of me. I'm they are, they but I'm are. just, yeah, they, they are. are super. My, and are. my parents are like that too. That makes it worse. So I have no one to talk to about it. Yeah. My pa- I go home, my mom's like, what do you, what do you talk car? Why are you upset? You just passed the bar. And I'm just like, mom, you don't get it. I'm not in here to eat. I'm in here to, fuck Ugh, mom, like, you don't get it. I'm Ugh. in here to like, I'm in here to wake up and like, I'm gonna get it. 
all these things I talk about, I'm gonna get it, and I know it. I don't care. It just, you know, it's the day to day stuff. Well, I'm realizing every day I, I get why these dudes be getting these crazy you, beers and sitting in them corners, and they don't be going out their house and they be building something crazy because <laughs> that's how I feel. I feel like I'm like that right now. I'm I'm, I'm about to go into like a hibernation where I'm like I'm not spending a, I'm not spending a dollar on any I'm not on anything. I don't care about this. Roman noodles. I'm gonna go. Yo, I'm gonna take this oh, California well, bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's just, yes. I'm gonna take this California bar and I'm gonna go out to California and I'm gonna I'm gonna eat. You I'm know what's eat. crazy? I don't know about you, Kev, but I never got a text like, yo, you made it. You good. And we're from New York. Like, outside of New York, it seems like that's, like, oh, you made it. Like, you, you've done better than us. But it seems like in New York, everyone, like, is always trying to, like, yeah, come the, up. The, yeah. the hustle and bustle mindset. Like, I feel like in New York, it's mostly, like, a jealousy thing. Like, oh, you got a podcast? That's cool. That's cool. Or, like, there's no real positivity in New York. Like, I'll tell people, like, oh, I got a podcast. Oh, yeah? That's cool. No, That's no, cool. Ryan, Ryan. And, and then once you leave New York, you realize it's the same thing. When you're doing something yeah. when you're doing something that's cool or you love, and trust me, people ain't going to relate ever. You could be in Philly. You tell people you're doing a podcast. They're saying, oh, that's cool. Like, they don't, the people just don't care. You think, and we always talk about how, like, people support celebrities. Like, it's like, yo, you'll buy that Khloe Kardashian lipstick, but you won't buy your oh, boys. Your yeah. homeboy yeah. shirt. Sure, yeah. And that's real life, though. It's like, I have to, like, convince people, like, like this little, I, so, like, two months ago, I threw, like, I'm starting this series in Philly called Quarter Life Crisis. Every month, I'm picking a different venue, and I'm DJing, I'm throwing an event. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it. Like, you know, I don't have any place to go out here. Every place plays trash music. I don't like it. I said, all right, I can sit here and complain, or I can do my own thing. And guess what? I was like, yo, I'm going to do my own thing. So I have my boy, like, create some artwork, and we did it. And... It was good. It was great. It mm-hmm. was amazing. But then there's other people like, yeah, you know, I thought you said it was going to be this. <laughs> or, you know, it was like 80 people there, but, you know, Carl, I, I, expected, <laughs> I expected a damn giraffe and 100, 150 people to be there. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're like, yo, know, that's when I realized, man, we, we got to be sick. We gotta be sickos, bro. When Drake, we we gotta be sickos. Like we gotta be Lil B up behind the scenes at Rolling Loud. <laughs> we gotta get fucked like, up. That's no, what you talking. But I'm serious. Like we gotta be sickos. Like, like all of us in this room. Like I, I urge us, never get sensitive. Like the least sensitive man over here, cop. Let's not get sensitive. <laughs> and let's be like, let's just be savages. Like let's get to this. Like, we are collectively. Like, and we'll we'll all link. Like when we're thirty. I'll call y'all. We'll call each uh, other. We have adventures to do, but like we, same group text. Same group text. You know, it has to be that way. But we got to be savages right now. We have to be. I think we are. I think we are. I feel like there's pretty good positivity in New York. Yeah. Compared to other cities. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. In, in New York. Other cities. Girl, yes. Yeah. People are dying in Chicago that like are trying to get out. You know what I mean? They have like a lick of success. You know, and, and those people get shot down. Like, that's a real ass thing. Kabe, you know no one can hear you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. You mad far from the mic. I, swear I didn't you. even realize he didn't have a mic. I'm like, like, I'm like, these shits ain't even my jumping. Bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> the levels, my bad. My bad. <laughs> I feel like in, like in New York, you don't, it, like, 
I, I just think that there is positivity in New York. I mean, I think everywhere you go, there's going to be people who hate on success. I think that's just like a natural human, just natural human nature. Yeah. But for the most part, man, like you go to Philly, like people really try to keep people down in Philly. Like you don't see yes, growth sir. in Philly like that. You don't see growth in Chicago like that. Anyone that does, like, I know we were talking about Chance earlier. Chance is getting death threats in Chicago. In Chicago, so like. Think about death threats are being positive. And think about, Why are you so happy, nigga? For, for positivity. <laughs> bro, for positivity. Like, that's crazy. You know what I mean? So, I think New York, like, that's why I came here, because I feel like there is... Like, Wait, Kaveh, where are you from? Chicago. Wow. Oh, oh, I thought you were from here. Wow. From Chicago, originally, yeah. Ah. Yeah, I moved here, uh, like, six years ago. That's like that's when I met Carl at St. John's. Ah. Uh. Shout out to St. John's. I thought you were from here all this time. Nah, Gabe is... That's what I'm saying. Gabe, like, that's what... It's like, man... I feel like the best people in New York City are the people who don't... Who ain't from New York City. Transplants, (laughs) yeah. Because New York City... Damn, Kev. That's a culture. That's hard. That's a tough culture. I don't know how you... Damn, Kev. Kev, I was fascinated with your life. You gotta admit. I was like... (laughs) I was here a block, Kev. He's from Troy Ave. He's from, you no, from Troy Ave? Right off that, though. Right, yeah, Close my man, by. My man from Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Like, two miles away. Yo, there's a strip right near Kev's crib. I ain't never seen a worse block in my life. I'm Kev talking about. Kev be walking like it's nothing. Kev be walking like it's nothing. I'm like, <laughs> Kev, I can only imagine what that was like in the 90s. Like, or like you know, early 2000s. I can imagine what that was like. That was hell. Not quite hell. Not, not. There was like some shootings and stuff, gang. <laughs> but I like, times, died, yeah, but well, I really ass. know him. <laughs> no, but like me and Dom picked him up once. Oh yeah, that was a fun day. But yeah, yeah, I remember you remarked like you grew up here. Yeah, yeah, because you don't understand. You and motivates Yo, you. Know. This is the funniest shit ever. We right before we get the Cavs block, right before we make a turn, there's a basketball court, and we just seen like six cops chasing this one black dude. <laughs> Jason, he's like 17 years old. This dude's running. And me and Donna are in the whip at the, like, at the light. And they are chasing this guy. Like, chasing him like this. Like, and me and Donna are like, what? And then we go around the block, and then it's just like, yeah, caveat, right here. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, all right, man, how do you go up here? But you know, like, so like I split my life between here and Atlanta, right? And most of my life when I was up here was in the Bronx. People who, uh, the reason why I think transplants like really make the most out of their time in New York City is because they get to actually explore New York City. Like when I was up here, my life was the Bronx, nigga. Like we ain't leave but so many blocks. Like it was like, yo, this is what I, this like in my mind, when I moved to Atlanta, when I was visualizing me being back in New York City, all I saw was the Bronx. I saw the Bronx. Like when I moved, when I went to St. John's with y'all, like I was like, yo, New York, I was like, yo, this mad space over here. I was like, yo, what part of New York is this? Like this is New York City. Like I was like, it was like a, a culture, grand, uh, culture shock for me being just at St. John's. I was like, damn, this is New York City too. But like now that I'm back and I'm like experiencing Manhattan and seeing all of what the city is about, which is most, which is what most transplants get to see. Work That's what more exactly more they make work more with people and they you get to explore what, all of New York City. That's what the, what the transplants don't get a chance to see is taking that one train all the way up to the heights <laughs> and you go right now you go to a little spot, you go to Mama Juana's, you get you know you go Mama up to Juana's Di- is the spot. you go to, you go to Dykeman you. And you, and you see them joints that you will never see in no other city. You get them Dominican joints, the thick joint. You don't get that in no other city. You can be in Philly, Chicago, Chirac. It don't matter. You ain't never going to see First them Dominican all, joints. Dykeman is 
little Dominican Republic. Like that. That's, let's keep it hundred. Like none. I ain't gonna lie. There's white people there now. Mad white people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what y'all talking about. Cause no, eight, no, no, no. six, five years ago, it was it was like that. But like, I know I know a couple white boys who actually live up there. I live not too far from Dykeman, so like whenever like we walk down to like end with that whole Dykeman area. Like there's bars that like you see nothing but white people in. Yeah, I'm like, like I'm like, have, what is they, this? They have their bars like locked down, but then like literally down the block you hear like there's like three barber shops with like mass Spanish music blasting. It's another club. When you see the barber, when I see the barber shops, it the looks like a whole shop. nother fucking Yo, club. Why the barber shop don't close? Like, and why did Jones in the barber? Why did Jones in the barber shop be better than Jones at the club? That's that's <laughs> I mean, I walk by them barber shops. I'm like, yo, who the fuck is that? <laughs> Like, what's good, Dykeman? All right. So, I'm happy as fuck to be on this again, man. We're going to have to edit this bitch like a motherfucker. We ain't touching this. No. We ain't touching this shit. <laughs> we ain't touching this. Yo, it was, great to, it was great to be on Cooling Out again. You got no sports takes? You good? Uh, you got to give him quit. Joel and B. Philly doing all right? We gonna win the Not record-wise, but y'all doing all right. Y'all look Ownership good. management sucks. The Marco Fultz industry and that whole situation just this is like that's a disaster. It's a, but this is like the fourth disaster with this current ownership group <laughs> and management make group. The playoffs. We'll make the playoff. It's not. A, we don't want to oh, be that's mediocre. A that's a given. Uh, Chris, what's going to? We have the young. Given. We have the young talent. The Nets are three and two. We right have the young now. talent. What bothers me is that management and ownership is scary. Jarrell Embiid's second injury. No one knew what happened. Terrible PR. All right, cool, whatever. Sam Hickey's gone. We, why we lose the best analytical mind in, in sports? All right, whatever. Possible. We bring in Brian Colangelo. All right, whatever. All right, that's already terrible. Overrated GM. Uh, he's not even overrated. He right. sucks. No, he just sucks. The league loves him. Yeah, the league loves him, but he is horrible. So we signed Amir Johnson one year, $11 million. Amir Johnson? No, I'm, you, know, I, you know what they say? Vet presence. We need a vet. I hate on no black man for getting money. But Mir Johnson doesn't deserve eleven million. He could have got that vet uh, He needs to give that to the school. That vet Philly, minimum. I say this right now. He needs to give that to the Philly school district. <laughs> you don't deserve that money. He sucks. I've never seen a young man can't finish a layup. Give That's that a to the man. He ain't a young man. Give that to the Philly school district. Because you don't deserve that. But it's small moments like that. Alright, all right, hold on. Fultz and Embiid. Fultz in your we have the coach saying, I don't know what happens. He don't know his point guard was getting shot. We got the general manager saying, I don't know. I, maybe it was him shooting that way that made him hurt his shoulder. What? Then we have the his uh, Fultz's trainer going out and saying. The agent. Yeah, he, saying, oh, I, you know, Fultz's. What? What about Embiid's contract? No, we needed that. He deserved Embiid, that. I was going to say, Embiid is the he city. Embiid, Embiid and Ben Not Simmons. Deserved. But based purely you off you talent. Gotta go talent, off talent, yo, look at the look, look, look at him this season. Hey, look at him this season. Hey, when he's Ben Simmons is dating Ben Simmons is dating one of the Gonzalez twins, and that's all that matters right now. So Philly, we coming up. They we doing bad. this. We that's doing it. <laughs> they bad. They played at UNLV in Kansas. I tell you, when he, I got a Google search to Hell no. There's Matt Garcia's. Come on, Yo. <laughs> I love y'all cooling out. I'm going to be back again, man. I'm happy y'all had me.
Nah, I ain't doing that. What? All right, what? anyway. <laughs> do I got to do it? Nah, you ain't got to do Are nothing. Are you cool? Are we cool? We're <laughs> <laughs> cool now. But nah, we definitely appreciate you coming through again. Congrats on passing the bar, major feats, doing big boy things. It's, you know, it's good to see that kind of, you know, to see that kind of stuff because it's like, I'm going to say like you're... You're younger than me, so it's cool like to see like you know someone behind me. Like, I'm like, all right, cool. I see more people coming up behind me. And behind you, you? What you mean by that? <laughs> like you, ain't, you know what I mean. So like, I see you coming up right behind me. So it's like, yo, it's, uh-huh. it's cool to see to see another one of my friends pass the bar and you know just keep pushing us forward. And I see a lot of growth around amongst our entire friend circle yeah. just to watch us all grow up and achieve things. It's just it's dope. It's it's crazy. But definitely appreciate you coming on cool out again. All the listeners, make sure y'all support. Subscribe, share, rate the podcast. Y'all been doing a great job. Shaniqua. Uh, Who's Shaniqua? Shauna. Jamie. Uh, Lissandra. Yeah, shout out to Jamie and Philly, right? But yeah. y'all been doing a good job. Y'all can always do better. Lashana Weekwa. Amika, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my baby moms out there. This ain't it. This ain't it, baby. Stop. You better stop. <laughs> Nigga about to go and sleep on that couch. <laughs> Like, I love y'all, man. Word. <laughs> but nah, no, I don't nah, get no so love out here. We appreciate you guys for listening. And as always, it's cooling out. Stay cool. Are you cool? You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We're cooling out. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We're cooling out. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. 
www.acast.com.